Said I wasn't gonna say nothing. But you young mothers is getting on my nerves. Well, call me up on my phone talking about Charlene. Can you come over here and talk to them? They listen to you. They scared of you. They, them your children. They have to be listening to you. They have to be scared of you. Better get it in their spirit. What's that sound? Them, uh, them uh, city girls be singing now. Act up. You can get snatched up. Ooh. Act up. You can get snatched up. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Let's get a round okay. of applause <laughs> for us <laughs> being here today. <laughs> so what he had to do it, but he did. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> did it anyhow. Won't he do it? He'll do it anyhow. <laughs> He's a way maker. <laughs> I don't know why today has been so, oh, I don't know. It's period week. <laughs> well, not for me. Maybe I'm having sympathy for you. Yeah, <laughs> so what else has been going on during your week? <laughs> Uh, so this weekend I bought some more plants. <laughs> Um, it was hilarious because I bought another tomato plant and this one is actually like heat friendly so it'll still keep dropping tomatoes when it hits over 90 degrees which it already has Um, (laughs) but um, and I also bought this chocolate mint plant because I wanted it before I don't know why I didn't buy it chocolate mint yeah we'll see how that goes I love all things mint and chocolate (laughs) and mint are perfect we've had this discussion before yeah uh, and then I bought a pepper plant so that very soon we'll be able to make this homegrown salsa. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, are, otherwise... those, are those the same type of tomatoes you had before? Because these look like. No. Yeah. They're bigger. Yeah. yeah. They're not the cherry tomatoes. Okay. Which I didn't think my so. My sister told me don't pick a tomato after it rained because it tastes watery. So we're going to let it sit for a second. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. What else did I do? I went to brunch yesterday, and Fun. it was funny because like we were indoors, but there were people out on the patio, and then we looked, and nobody was on the patio, and then it was torrential downpour. <laughs> and, oh. and I'm sick of that shit. I really am. <laughs> I was like, that rain better not be breaking my tomato plant. Well, it's okay. So the the bad weather that you all had, and you were saying, you know, you thought we got it from y'all. I think that's what's about to happen now. Because I've heard a couple of rumbles of thunder since I've been sitting in the closet. (laughs) And I just thought, oh, well, I'm in the closet. So it's a great place. (laughs) It's the best place place to be. be. What else you got going on, or what are you drinking? Or so I bought this rose speca because I am the most basic of millennials, and it had a little rose gold top, and I was like, yes, that's a thing now. <laughs> so I bought it and I put it with sparkling water. It just tastes like 
nothing. <laughs> it doesn't taste like rosé. My sparkling water is like mango flavored. It doesn't taste like that either. It just tastes like nothing. It's just vodka water. <laughs> well, I think both of us are drinking nothing tonight. <laughs> I think that you have... Did you have the White Claw before? Mm-hmm. I thought so. And I was like, well, I'm going to try it. <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> I'm drinking the Ruby Grapefruit now, which I like seltzer water. I, I've yeah. developed a taste for seltzer water, but I don't like uh, flavored seltzer water. So... Yeah. I just I don't so yeah I'm I'm drinking the grapefruit and I also brought the black cherry upstairs with me just in case yeah. I decide to try something different but I'm just like I it hate taste like water. diet <laughs> it just tastes like diets and disappointments <laughs> and I was like oh I think Doyen had this before and she did say that all the good stuff was left out but oh, <laughs> i'm gonna try it because i like the water um yeah this is uh, i should have yeah. known that i wouldn't have liked it though because it says seltzer fine i like seltzer water but these these fruits i don't like flavored water so i should have known but what ifs? i'm yeah. being lazy i actually so i actually went to the gas station and i went in the you know the cooler that you walk into where like the beer is oh no it's too cold in there i never go in there oh it's so so good in there today i went in there because i was looking for one of my coworkers. told me about the corona has the the new drinks that are kind of like the Rita's, but they're not, she said they're not as sweet and they were really good. So I was going to try that, but I couldn't find them. She got them off from some store off the highway on her way back from out of town. So it wasn't anywhere around here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try the grocery store later, but I was like, Oh, I'm just going to stop by this gas station and see. And no, they didn't have it. But I'm ready. I want to try it. And there was something else I wanted to try. Oh, the Bud Light Orange, maybe. I saw that. I'm I'm almost afraid of it, but maybe not. Cause I like <laughs> I like the Bud Light Lime. Mm. But well, I'm saying I like it. I can drink it. <laughs> but I don't like oh, what's the name? It's a shandy. <laughs> it's something Oh, Line and Kugel. I love Line and Kugel. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like that because uh, I think my mouth was set up for something else. I didn't know that it was gonna happen that way. I just I don't like having beer conversations with you. <laughs> Why? You're my friend, but we just have such very different <laughs> beer tastes. I mean, that's okay. We can have different beer tastes. <sighs> I I don't really I am not a beer connoisseur. I don't really I like the very basic of basic bitch beers. Mm-hmm. And see, I like Sunday fun days are like 
beer growler places where I get like IPAs and they're super strong and delicious. Now, I would love to like do something like that. Like, I would love to go and like do beer tasting. Mm. <laughs> also, being in Mississippi, there are a lot of beers that we can't get here. I think yeah. can't be sold as beer. So I think you can buy them like at a liquor store, but you can't buy them and they can't be oh, it's a whole bunch of, of rules. Like they can't be cold or you can't get it from the it's a, whole like a weird outdated like beer percentage rule. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I seriously considered signing my dad up for beer of the month and I didn't. I still have time because he, I won't see him until the fourth. So I still have time to buy a gift. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. He likes beer like that. And that's just not me. That's just not me. So anyway, I'm going to um, deal with this white claw. If y'all I still are, have a whole can not open. <laughs> oh, you got I mango. I don't know if I bought. I bought a whole little case. Yeah, like the variety. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if mango was in there or not. I don't remember. But anyway, <laughs> whatever it is, it's still nasty. But I really haven't done anything major this week, other than con- other than once again catching up on shows. I'm still behind on Queen Sugar. I still hadn't watched this season's episodes yet because so far behind i started big little lies did you okay yeah it's still kind of slow i don't really fully know what they're talking about half the time but i'm there you know what i was under the impression that you read it no but i really like that writer oh okay yeah and i know you like that writer and that's why i thought oh doyen's read this before okay i don't know because Reading set me up for the L for Handmaid's Tale, so I don't want to read it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so my peppermint plant, I think it's time to just... um... Trim? No. (laughs) Let her rest. (laughs) I I, I think she's gone on to glory. (laughs) See, last week, when we got all that rain, I think it was just too much water. and every day there would be standing water in those pots and i was dumping it out but Mm -hmm. she my spearmint looks like she gonna bounce back yeah but the peppermint because the peppermint see the spearmint doesn't grow low like the peppermint does oh yeah it's like an ivy The, the peppermint is but the spearmint isn't yeah it's like a little tree with leaves so like where it was where it looked like it was dying but like i can see new green parts coming up and new green leaves springing forth the i wouldn't give up on the peppermint just yet it can take a lot of bullshit well i'm not gonna toss it out but i don't really know what to do with it i don't it's just sitting there it was totally dry water it's not dry at at all like it's still not dry yeah, I don't, I haven't been watering every day. And of course, with all these torrential downpours, I really don't yeah. have to water yeah. every day. 
But uh, yeah, All right, my peppermint's kind of growing like it wants to. I check. I have like <laughs> I have a pot that's like, uh, gosh, I think it's thyme, basil, and um, cilantro, and it's not even cute anymore. It's just like, <laughs> can you even tell one from the other? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're still in their sections, but they're just kind of all over the place. I'm like, I'm okay. jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> I, I check them every day. I do water the tomato plants every day. But when I say water, because, of course, Granny was fussing at me. But when I say water, I'm not getting my watering can and, like, pouring mm-hmm. a bunch of water. I just turn the water hose and I turn it to spray. So it's a little mist. And I just kind of mist them every day. And um, my tomato plants are growing so strong. They look so strong and healthy. They're bearing no fruit, but they look strong and healthy. <laughs> and I keep like every day, like I'm, ex- I'm inspecting them. I see new little like buds and I'm like, oh, that's going to be a fruit. And then I come back the next day and it's a leaf. <laughs> so it's like those two, because I have two, those two are doing well. You know, I'm just ready for them to get some fruit. My pepper plant, it took a beating. <laughs> that was the one I was going to ask you about, but you were mourning. So I didn't want to say anything because mine took a beating, but it looks like it's going to be okay. I yeah. broke off the, because it, it was hanging like, <laughs> it was hanging to the side. I went ahead and broke that off, but the rest of it is growing. Yeah. It looks, look, it's got a little bloom, a little flower. So it's going to be fine. It's just, this is frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this has like, our plant corner. You know, like, right, it's just like, you know, our ancestors, unfortunately, like, just built this shit. They didn't have to Google shit. They didn't have no oh. almanac. <laughs> and I'm like, please stay together and alive. But I think I this week I will try to fertilize it at least once and see what happens. Okay, what do you mean when you say fertilize it? I have fertilizers. So there's just a few types. There's like a dry fertilizer that you can put into like the soil. Um, I have like a liquid fertilizer, but it's like, I think maybe four squirts per like gallon. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's the one that I put in my pepper plants and killed all of them but one. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, I think I over fertilized. But um, I like, well, the kind that I like are the sticks. That you stick that. I really like those the best because yes, I killed, which is a peace <laughs> lily. So you know they can take a lot, and it did bounce back. But I killed a peace lily with that liquid stuff Aww. years ago. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of scared of it. I think I would go back to yeah. Like, <laughs> I like the one. little sticks, and yeah. I need to get some because I'm out. But I have a whole thing, which is probably old as shit. But I have a whole thing of that liquid under the <laughs> under the kitchen sink. <laughs> I have a whole thing of it. And like I bought like pretty good dirt. I bought some of that Miracle Grow dirt. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that'll like help my um neglect. <laughs> Maybe that'll help. I don't know. Y'all and listen, if y'all have some ideas, <laughs> some tips, some pointers, because I know some of y'all out there growing your own food and living lavish, let us know. Help us out. Cause we're doing the best we can. Right. Also keep Please. in mind that we are 
patio farming. Like we don't, <laughs> we ain't, don't. <laughs> ain't no soil. <laughs> ain't no ground. We're not tilling the land or anything like that. We just got some pots and trying to make shit happen. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, so yeah, like you said, this has been our plant corner <laughs> of the episode. Uh, definitely, uh, if you see our Podbean link, you can definitely comment and tell us what we supposed to do with these plants. Please, please. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to move on to current events. Alrighty. The first thing I called hashtag not your auntie. And, and you know, like, I guess a couple weeks ago, Ava was like, um, I'm like being called auntie. Uh, I'm not that old. But then, <laughs> but then Oprah and Auntie Gail. <laughs> See, I was about to say Oprah, Mrs. Um, Winfrey and Mrs. King, <laughs> or Miss King. Both, I don't know what their marriage life is like. Um, <laughs> said that they too don't want to be called Auntie, but Oprah gave a really weird caveat to this. Yeah. Mm, kind of made me just mm. mm-hmm. but basically she was like I cringe being called auntie or mama by anyone other than my god children or nieces except if I'm in Africa where it's a custom for everybody to refer to anyone older as sister or auntie depending on the age difference and there no one refers to anyone older by their first name out of respect and um, I think I saw somebody post this graphic and they were like where do you think we got the reverence right. from?" <laughs> right. like you know we don't we're not calling you old just like even ava was talking about um oh am i like aunt jemima we're not calling you old we're giving you a term of honor and y'all are just like no endearment okay. <laughs> yeah and and then Gail was like, nobody's calling Beyonce, Auntie Beyonce. Beyonce's our age. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like Beyonce and I are the exact same age. We would have been, she would have been a year behind me in school because her birthday is after September 1st. We're right. the same age. Like, <laughs> what are you talking yeah, like, about? She's like, I mean, she's older than me, but like, we're still in the same decade. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And I have seen some of the younger beehives say auntie i have seen that so when i first saw this even before i read this article when i first saw this i did a lot of eye rolling and i did mm-hmm. a lot a lot of eye rolling when i read the article but i guess i'm to the point now where i feel like i really first of all i do want to be respectful and i i'm not going to call anybody something they don't want me to call them unless you piss me off i think that they're just really out of touch. And I think that it means something like, I I don't think there's, I don't think they're seeing it being used the way it's being used on Twitter. You know what I mean? I don't think they're seeing that. I don't think they're seeing how we gravitate towards women who we have admiration for who we identify with and who we see even as our heroes in some aspect. I don't think they're getting that part of it. And I think they're just equating it with like a old spinster aunt. That's how like I think mommy, they're mammy type. Yeah. But I'm just like, yeah, it's just interesting to 
they were like, we refuse this term of reverence. And particularly Oprah, who's like, I refuse this term of reverence from you Americans, but I'll take it from Africans. Listen. <laughs> we already have deep issues <laughs> between Listen. the diaspora in general. And I'm like, it was just problematic for her to say that. It was. It was, but, you know, it was Oprah being Oprah, so. Meanwhile, I'm, like, begging to be called auntie. I have, like, seven, eight nieces and nephews, and they all, well, the youngest, they really don't call me anything because they don't talk to me because they're young. (laughs) But, like, most of them call me by my first name. (laughs) (laughs) My niece, my oldest niece, she she calls me TT now, but for a long time she didn't. For a long time she called me by my first name, which was fine. I wanted her to call me TT, but it was really fine. Like it wasn't a big deal. I didn't take it as a sign of disrespect or anything like that at all. And it was a running joke between us because I'd be like, "No, I'm TT," and she would laugh and be like, "No, you're Chris." <laughs> so, but once my once my niece after her was born and she started calling me TT. Then my oldest niece started calling. Also, she realized that, you know, I was a little freer with my pockets when she called me TT. <laughs> so <laughs> she's TT now. But yeah, yeah, I I like I love being an aunt. I love being a TT. But once again, I do think that it's just a generational divide. Cause I don't even yeah. think, even though she made the comment, Aunt Jemima, I don't even think I think they're looking at it specifically Ava and Oprah as like an old spinster aunt because that's a thing in their time. Yeah, it is not. (laughs) Because we're all spinsters here. (laughs) In this day and age, it's like, oh, she a bad bitch. Like, that's the aunt you love the most. That's the aunt you want to be like versus in their day, that's not the case. So, I just I'm just just trying to be understanding, but I'm still rolling my eyes real heavy. Yeah, and to be fair, like what Oprah said is true. So even like, yeah, with some of my sisters, my sister is like literally five years older than me, and I could call her her name around certain people. But back when I went with my mom, I'm like auntie. (laughs) Yeah, I say her name, and it's just because I just that is the reference and kind of how you're you know brought up. But I was just like. "Mm." Listen, my baby sister, I mean, she calls me by my name, but she yeah. also says yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am to me because I'm yeah. 19 years older than her. And I don't <laughs> like it. Like, I've always told her, no, I'm your sister. <laughs> but she just she just does it because yeah. she, you know, I'm 19 years older than her. She doesn't yeah. know. <laughs> so, it, I yeah. was just... Ugh. Whatever. It's okay. I I understand, and we're not gonna call y'all on TT our face. <laughs> just give me like a grieving period because again, uh, it's just we want to be family and we want to be familial. That's I call it. Mariah Carey it. mother. That is <laughs> it. We just want to be family. No, and... I've called Beyonce mother. I have right. said I have called well, Beyonce mother, knowing she's, that she's a few she's... months younger than me. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like you, you hit you hit the nail on the head. We want to be familiar. Yeah. Oh, take yeah, it as well. a compliment. Um, <laughs> next, um, Billy Porter just like what is he? Just 
when is he going? When is your fave going ever? Like, he just, like, kills it. <laughs> I should have had a church organ. <laughs> right. He needed that church organ. Yeah, he, uh, he was on um, the Tony Awards with his Fenty Beauty without cracking a sweat. I was like, please tell me how. How? You ain't got no shine. He's <laughs> all mad. <laughs> Real, real, real I bet it's Megaron, but I can't use that because it breaks me. I, I'm I'm calling it Fenty Beauty. <laughs> You're not gonna no, let me no. The makeup it. is probably I'm gonna say the makeup is Fenty too. I mean the <laughs> setting spray and the setting powders oh, are probably that exactly. Megaron. It's for stage makeup and he is from the stage. And I bet because ain't no way he wasn't hot. The way right. he I looked mean, hot, but the makeup right, didn't look right, hot. Right. <laughs> I mean, and then when he when he tossed old boy, like he was like, I don't need, I know the words, I don't need this, right? <laughs> I was just like, I just love everything about him. Like I love everything about him. He just snatches edges, just like every single day. He's like, whose edges can I take today? <laughs> like he walks out the house want to know who edges he can take that he does no wrong his outfits are like shock and amaze and even his glasses I was like ooh what glasses I love some glasses like that <laughs> he's just like I mean no disrespect I just want him to be my uncle so bad like I just want to sit at his feet and let him just tell me everything I'm doing wrong in life <laughs> read me about my dating past <laughs> he's just awesome he's awesome yeah i hope yeah we also want to have a familial relation with you <laughs> we yeah. hope we don't offend you by calling you uncle <laughs> also did you take heed of the train of his, I don't know what you, I don't even know what you call it. His ensemble, I don't. It's not an outfit. It's not a. I don't even know what you call it. But the train was just long and flowy, and I was just like, yes, yes. Anyway, uh, bad bitches loves trains. That's all I was- <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is hilarious. Oh, good old Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Peace out, bitch. Yeah. Heading back to Arkansas. And honestly, I expected her to be the one that was going to last the whole administration because the whole administration is lasting four years in my mind. <laughs> it is. But, I mean, it's almost up now. Yeah. Right. She ain't make it. Oh, no. I saw an article today and Trump was like, my supporters might want me for more than two, <laughs> two terms. I was like. <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> I just don't understand. I I just don't understand. But also, they said that he hasn't really been president for three and a half years. Why he lying on Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Right, exactly. <laughs> but she going going down that old town road. <laughs> uh, I think there is like hints of her trying to run for which oh governor. <laughs> I saw that, and I was like. I just okay, so let me let me say something. And I'm almost I almost hate to say it because it is so out of my character. <sighs> she 
how what is the nicest way I can put this? She is extremely unattractive. Now let me tell you <laughs> something about me, okay? You have never heard me call anybody ugly because one, <laughs> I don't believe in calling people ugly unless I'm talking about their attitudes. And two, I really don't find that many people to be ugly. Um, and I don't like to say things about people that they can't help. Like if that's the way you're born, that's the way you're born. So you <laughs> never, you, you have never heard me call anybody ugly. You've never heard me talk about nobody face. You've never heard that. Cause I don't do it. Yeah. <sighs> she got one eye right here. The other eyes right here. And I don't know, just watch her face when she talks. Her eyes move like this on her face and her mouth and her nose move like this on her face. Like her whole face just... She kind of built like a pit bull. (laughs) (laughs) But also, they were like, she hasn't held a press conference for 90 days. So she ain't really been working. (laughs) So you really just getting a check for nothing. And then now she says she's going home. And they're like... (laughs) But you don't even meet with the press. You just out there. She just nothing. lies and lies and lies mm-hmm. and lies. Oh yeah, for and then more. she was like, "Oh, I want people to remember me as transparent." And um, I don't remember y'all. I know, I know y'all think I'm nerdy for listening to NPR, but no, we don't. This, we all like, listen to NPR. <laughs> they have this like game show on the weekends called "Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me," and that's when they really talk about how they feel. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, they were like, Yeah, I mean, I've always thought of her as transparent because we can see right through her. The lies, <laughs> lies. But yeah, that's, that's what they really say how they feel about oh. it. was hilarious because this week they had like um, a quiz called Trump Dump, so it was like little different things that like Trump said, and like everybody got it wrong because it sounds so outlandish. And I'm like, No, that was true. <laughs> oh my god. No, that was false. Oh my god. He thought Mars was like over by the moon. <laughs> he didn't learn my very educated mother. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> he, didn't, he didn't learn nothing. Damn. He don't know nothing. My anyway, very uh, educated mother just served us nine pizza pies. And yes, I'm still saying pizza pies because yes, Pluto was still Pluto's in this forever bitch. forever a planet. That's right. <laughs> now I go, y'all ain't gonna give Pluto too much. That's right. <laughs> nah. But yeah, uh, I'm just glad she's gone. But I mean, it doesn't matter because the next person is going to be just as ineffective. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, the same day before the Sarah Sanders news came out, a federal agency asked for, like, Kellyanne Conway to be fired. (laughs) Yes. And that was, like, all the press until Sarah Sanders was announced that she was leaving. I was just like... And I don't know what his... I don't know. I don't know what the obsession is with Kellyanne, other than, I guess, she's just willing to lie or -hmm. give, you know alternative facts <sighs> i just ugh. it's just sarah sanders is 36 <laughs> <sighs> okay and i am like she looks it's the lies it's the lies because yeah. i asked in, in one of my group chats i was like how 
is Sarah Sanders, a year younger than me, and look like she been rode hard and wet. And <laughs> and Shonda was like, "It's the lies. It's all of the lies. They just make you horrid. Like that is ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So that <laughs> that's the thing that happened to the world." Uh, next up, um, Old Navy of Canada. Uh, so there was some posts circulating about how they racial profiled um, somebody at Old Navy. And oddly enough, like, I feel like in the States, I don't feel like I've been following Old Navy like most places. Like, I don't think I have I either. Help, I'm like, where the hell are the people that work here? Exactly. <laughs> where are they? Exactly. <laughs> never find Old Navy Most people. of the time, I'm like, can somebody let me in this dressing room? <laughs> yes. It's like two of them in the register. They, they ain't got no, like, full court spread <laughs> on that store at all. But um, apparently a lady was following a black woman and old navy was like oh no (laughs) ma'am they're like we love our black coin okay (laughs) so they uh put out a um a whole statement and they're like yeah we're founded to be a place where everybody belongs we have fired that person don't worry about it please come get these sweetheart jeans (laughs) did you watch the video no, because you didn't send me the video. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> My bad. I want y'all to know that I'm giving Dorian the most disappointed look I could muster. <laughs> I just say that usually, like, video or, like, you know, the, the carousel Instagram ads are three or Instagram posts are three. So after three, I thought I got what I needed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the video is so good. That woman has so much patience because the employee grabbed her by the arm. And I was like, I I got so heated just watching it because I mm-hmm. wanted to get the shit out of that woman. And I was like, but she kept her composure. She was like, um, do you have your hands on me? And then the fucking security officer standing there. What the fuck good they for? They weren't even helping her. She was like, tell her to take her hands off of me. And I'm sitting here. count. I'm watching it, like counting down, trying to call myself because I'm ready to get mm-hmm. in my car and drive to Canada and slap the shit out of somebody. Because when, <laughs> when she grabbed her and the woman was like, don't touch me. first of all i when i saw that i was like okay if they don't fire this woman i gotta quit shopping at old navy with y'all all i I do is shop at old navy (laughs) (laughs) right i'm so lazy i know my size at old navy exactly i don't have to i really don't have to try much on you know if it's something that's like cut kind of funny then maybe but because i know my size i can just order online and then pick it up at the store or i can go in the Mm -hmm. store whatever and it's like lord i really don't want to have to stop shopping at old navy but they got (laughs) but i mean because she, she grabbed that woman and would not let go. And thankfully the woman was recording, but she grabbed her and wouldn't let go. And let me tell you something. I have worked retail, and I've said this before on this show (laughs) and in other places. Ain't no way in hell I'm finna stop you from taking shit out this store because ain't none of this shit mine, and don't none of it come out of my paycheck. 
Right. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And they I just kind of. <laughs> but it, it's just like if she had a slap to taste out that woman's mouth, she would have been wrong then. Right. The security guards right. would have been all over her if she yeah. had slept that girl. I just yeah. Oh, don't put your fucking hands on me. Right. At least old Davy did what was right. Yeah. In this situation. Yeah. Because <laughs> they know they, they know our black coin. <laughs> <laughs> they know who's shopping old Davy. <laughs> Shit. Lord knows I can wear them jeans about two or three times. I'm gonna rip them, but that's all right. They cheap. I can go get another pair. <laughs> I I just need them to get into the jeggings ministry because I really just like I like their jeans, but jeans are heavy, and I don't yeah. really like wearing clothes. So <laughs> if they would get into the jeggings ministry, they would be lit. <laughs> This is I have I'm wearing a t-shirt dress from Old Navy today. <laughs> Some days I look down and I'm like, oh, I'm dressed by Old Navy. Like <laughs> Yes. Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> today I'm dressed by Target and Amazon. <laughs> hey. Another good choice. <laughs> All right. So uh just um wanted to celebrate this guy named Michael Atkins and it was really cool. So he started off as a custodian in um, a few local schools, and now he is a elementary school principal. Yeah, <laughs> which is super dope. And so it's interesting because he's like, you know, you know, he's a black man, so the narrative all, all is not always, you know, like yeah that's beneficial to us but he felt like you know at some point he did feel like school was not helpful for him but he did make his turnaround and he was able to like end up as a principal and I feel like he's going to be able to change people who look like him and think like right. him <laughs> right. and like really change the game and allow more people to be more well invested in school and yeah uh, yeah move on yeah and do great things i thought it was a really feel-good article one thing he said that i wanted to mention he said if we have children struggling with identity culture self-worth then it's hard for them to learn it's difficult to ask a child who's experienced something traumatic in their lives to sit down and learn academic subjects that's a big ask and it's yeah. literally just hierarchy of needs. And sometimes mm-hmm. it takes someone who's been there and seen that and done that to get it. You know? Yeah. There's so many times where it's like we see somebody acting a certain way and it's like their their first like I don't know, their first in, you know, I don't know what to call that word. Impulse is to like, of course, act with anger. But yeah. if you take that anger away, there's so many things deeper behind it that you can like reach out to and right. reach to them in a more impactful way. So there's a lot of kids that like act up because they've learned that acting up is not is a way to get attention from their parents. And so they bring that to school and then you're mad at them because they're not acting right. But really there's so many deeper things behind them. You know, behind that anger, behind that. Yeah. Like, because know. children often, 
these kids are angry and a lot of them have a lot of reason to be but also depression shows up in children as not necessarily anger but as what someone would call acting out like it shows up in children a lot the way and i read an article um one day this week um last week about how depression in black women gets labeled as anger and it really like hit home when I read it. Cause I don't consider myself to be an angry person at all, but I know that I've been labeled that because of sometimes today just ain't the day, you know? Yeah. And I, and I know that I haven't behaved in any way worse than Sarah Ann, but you know, <laughs> Sarah Ann can pitch a fit and have a meltdown. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. So it's like, you know, but I just I I thought it was a real feel good story and I definitely see him making the difference in some little kids lives. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I my heart goes out to teachers. <laughs> Y'all got to deal with a whole lot which I'm not willing to deal with. A whole lot. But um I just I'm glad for people who are seeing beyond like the base level and even like as adults, there's so many times that our, you know, friends, people around us do things and it's mm-hmm. easy to get mad at the base level of what they're mm-hmm. doing. But a lot of times that they're dealing with something so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if you take a step back, and I'm saying this to me because I'm the emotional person, <laughs> stay back from emotions and be like, oh, is there something they need from me? Is yeah. there something else they need? I think it would all make the world a better place. Yep. (sighs) Sorry. I'm going to move along to our someone something for the week. Oh, we had one more story. I added it late. (laughs) It's all your fault. (laughs) I didn't even see the story. (laughs) It's just that Drake won the championship. Congratulations to the Raptors. But when I when I heard that, my first thought was, oh, Drake won. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't care about your face. I am <laughs> a bad copy, okay? Anyway, all I care about is somebody was like, well, since the Raptors won, Drake go go to the White House and Trump go lose <laughs> presidency. See? See? And then somebody else was like, I'm just saying that America always won <laughs> the NBA <laughs> when Obama was president. It still, it still feels weird to me because I keep going, but it's the NBA national. <laughs> that means not even nigga basketball the association, <laughs> but national. Which but. means inside the United States. Like, yeah. how do they get to compete? But I'm just like, happy for Champagne Poppy. <laughs> they said, oh, it's weird because, like, already like two people died in <laughs> parades. I'm like, what is oh wrong? Oh my with God, you? really? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, why are y'all so crazy? But but see, anyway. and, uh, I listen, I want to keep it nice and light. I don't want to get right. heavy, but that kind of shit pisses me off because those celebration parades are always full of ruckus. And do you <laughs> see the police out in their riot gear there? No, but they're there when we're having peaceful protests right those celebrate those listen those hockey parade celebrations they be tearing down like street posting shit 
And it's like, God damn, you gonna yeah. tear your city down when you happy? <laughs> I understand how that happens. Like, if I'm happy, I just sit down and be happy. Like I'm not gonna like tear up shit. But okay, they're like Drake has Drake was has been riding the float. Like the parade went on for like over five hours. So the thing about it is, like, I don't even like believe Drake because he's been like bandwagoning for any other team that was winning. They're like, no, I don't no, care that it's his city. No, I don't no, care because he's been he bandwagoning has, mm-mm, mm-mm. for everybody. He has been a huge supporter of the Raptors, but he has supported other players per se. But now he's invested into this team. I mean, I listen, I'm just telling you the truth. He's invested into this team. He built them a whole which are a young team, he built them a whole complex for like where they work out and stuff. Like he's really stepped up. He's rooted for other teams because of the players. Cause he loves Steph Curry and he loves shit. Some other people who names, I don't know. Cause I don't watch the, the basketball, but <laughs> I mean, he, I believe him. I think it's genuine. And so while we're talking about sports, I'm going to say shout out to Mississippi State who went from four to one losing to five to four in the bottom of the ninth of the College World Series. <laughs> and you can see like Mississippi State fans <laughs> we get so like happy. an hour before <laughs> and then the hour after. <laughs> I forgot. Like, <laughs> I forgot who we played. Who Auburn? Who, Auburn. And because um, they were like, "Oh my god!" Somebody was like, "Man, what if we lose three to two? And I was there during the football game when we lost three to two, oh. and I was in the band, so I couldn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> and it hurt, and I had PTSD over it. <laughs> uh, Strange but, Brew changed their sign. It's like, <laughs> what do we say to Auburn? Not today, which that's a Game of Thrones reference. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, because uh, I literally, <laughs> so, literally an hour before, somebody was like, "Oh, I can't imagine driving to Omaha for this." And an hour later, they're like, "Ooh, I would have given my left nut." <laughs> you cannot, <laughs> you cannot be a Mississippi State fan of any type of sport. Without making sure you take your blood pressure pills every day. Right. <laughs> and I have a we weak heart. Because <laughs> I'm telling we you, it that. gets to be, I'm not even a sports fanatic and it gets yeah. to be too much. It gets to be too much. Yeah, I was super glad I didn't watch that game. But I was like, how do we go from four to one <laughs> to winning five to four? Uh, <sighs> anywho. But we did. <laughs> won't he do it <laughs> all right so we're gonna move on to our someone something okay so for our someone something we're going to talk a little bit about the massacre taking place right now in sudan Mm. And I just want to preface this by saying that this is a subject that I have really, that I have personally skirted around for the past couple of weeks because it's a lot. And so really what we're going to talk about is ways that we can help. But before we do that, I'm just going to give you a brief rundown on what is happening. It is a very concise rundown. It is also 
as safe as I can make it because it was difficult to stay abreast of what was going on while ducking and dodging all of the fo- because there are some very graphic photographs, video clips, even articles. And I have kind of maneuvered my way around them because I knew that right now I'm just not in a space where I can handle that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give a brief rundown and I'm going to try to keep it as informative yet PG 13 as I can. So, uh, Back in December in 2018, protests broke out in the Sudan to overthrow the Sudanese president, Omar al-Bashir. Basic human rights like food and water and shelter were not being met. The government did not value the lives of the Sudanese people. For over 30 years, Bashir had a dic- held a dictatorship over Sudan and was finally overthrown in April, this April of 2019. From April until now, civilians and protesters have gathered peacefully together to demand a civilian rule. Women have been the forefront of this demonstration. And the most notable leader, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, Kandaka or the Nubian queen, the the picture that we keep seeing, like the outline of a Sudanese woman or there's one that's like, looks like she's crying. The, these pictures are supposed to represent her. She's become a powerful symbol of the protest. Though the peaceful protest struck many civilians and the international community, military leaders took charge on June the 3rd and called for elections and only nine months after Bashir's downfall. Tensions rose even higher as the Rapid Support Forces, also known as the Janjaweed, began to attack and massacre protesters and innocent civilians. Women and children are now being abused. Civilians are being attacked in the streets. The crisis has been internationally known, but there is no effective international aid, nor is there proper media coverage. Sudan is in a media blackout, so it's vital that we talk about what's happening because they don't even have access to internet right now to get that out. And as of today, I think that was to, it was either today or last night that I read that the UN has pulled out, which fuck you because what in the fuck are you for? Like, that's what the UN is for, to give aid to regions in crisis. And Mm -hmm. the UN has pulled out. And the only other time that I know that the UN has pulled out of a country was in the 90s with the genocide in Rwanda. And I distinctly remember all of these campaigns coming out saying, never again, never again, and here you are doing it again. And so it's just a lot of, it's a lot of bullshit. Um, I'm going to give you some numbers. These numbers were as of two days ago. So I'm sure that they're a lot higher now. But as of two days ago, there have been 500 killed, 723 injured, 650 arrested, 48 women raped, six men raped, and 1,000 missing. And I'm sure that that number, that all of those numbers have increased since then. It is a full-fledged, it's just a full-fledged assault on human rights. And I can't believe the UN has pulled out. I can't believe, 
I can believe it, but I can't believe it. And I think what pisses me off the most about it is this is what you're for. You you exist to offer relief. Where's the cavalry? You're you're there to offer relief during turmoil, but you decide yeah. to pull out. Why aren't you fighting for these black and brown Muslims the same way you fight for these white countries? Because you do. Because you, because not only do you fight, not only does the UN fight for these other countries, but they get on our ass when they feel like the US is not giving enough. So it's like, what's the fucking difference? Oh yeah, we know the difference. So the thing about Sudan is when they overthrew, somebody tell it, the president was, it was still a democracy in Sudan, but he like rigged it so he won every single time. So right. Sudan overthrew, like the military overthrew, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna rule for two years, and then we're gonna do elections." Which I was like, "This is not gonna go over well, <laughs> right?" Um, and so the military do what it used to do. Like literally, I come well. My family is from Nigeria, and Nigeria used to be in, in military rule until like in my life where it flipped over into democracy, but it's still still a mess. And like <laughs> again, it, they still bribe their ways to win it, elections. And so, like honestly, there's I don't know if there's a thing called true democracy in Africa. There's not a true democracy in America, but <laughs> um. That's that's neither here nor there. I think it's very obvious that like the reason why the media doesn't care, the reason why the world doesn't care is because it's for it's about black people, dark skinned black people, right? Muslims. Like Sudan has been having issues for years. For years, conflict between like North Sudan and regular Sudan, and North Sudan I think was like more of like people who look more like Egyptians than regular Sudan was people that look blackity black. I used to date a Sudan guy and he was like, you're light skinned. I'm like, compared to you, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like very dark skinned, but like compared to him, I was pretty, pretty light, but it's just, it's, it sucks. And it hurts to see that like what's happening in Sudan. Um, and I don't even fully trust the aid that is trying to come to aid to them all the time yeah but it's just like because white nations don't stand a profit from any of sudan's exports they don't stand to like try to fight for them at all it's it's just it's just a horrible situation and like you said it's a situation that's been going on for a long time and it just feels it feels like we keep getting, I don't know. It's like we're getting assaulted over and over and over again. Yeah. And these are fictional movies, but the movie um, sometimes in April, uh, it used to be on HBO. I don't know if it's still on HBO. That was years ago when I saw it on HBO, but it gave really good coverage of the genocide in Rwanda mm -hmm. um hotel Rwanda with uh Don Cheadle sometimes in April Idris Elba stars in that hotel Rwanda with Don Cheadle 
it it gives good coverage, but it picks up right when the UN pulled out and left. So that gives you a good idea what things were like. And even though we're talking about Sudan, the to me, the imagery is a lot the same when it comes to the point that those who are tasked with giving relief, giving help, decide, well, it's too much for us, so we out. But you're supposed to be in this business. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some things that we can do to help. So there's this article and it's how to help Sudan, seven things you can do right now for a country in crisis. And there's seven simple things. So the first thing they say is call your member of Congress. Call 202-224-3121. This article will be linked in the show notes, so you can click on it. Everything that they're giving you in this article is hyperlinked. So all you got to do is click on the article, click on the blue writing. There you go. So (laughs) call the number, uh, give them your state and your zip code, and they will tell you who your congressperson is, and then tell them that, hey, you need to be putting your support behind the people of Sudan. And um, they also have a copy of George Clooney's essay. George Clooney was a part of that uh, documentary that I watched. I wish I remember the name of it, but I don't. Uh, He was a part of that documentary about helping the Sudan at that time. The second thing you can do is use ResistBot, which is an app that you can download and put on your phone. You can text your oh, member of Congress because okay. maybe you don't know what to say. Maybe talking makes you nervous. So test mm-hmm. Resist to 50409 and it will help you contact your elected official. And a lot of these, I've never called that number, but I've used ResistBot before. And mm-hmm. a lot of times they construct the message for you to say so you don't even have to try to come up with something to say they're going to help you with that again i'm going to say it plenty of times so you don't forget this article is linked in the show notes click on it and use it number three give to unicef which is working to help children displaced by conflict um you know well i'll come back to that later number four donate to save the children which has been working in sudan since 1984 there's a facebook campaign to give to sign the petition at change.org and the petition is to get the un to get their asses back in there and do what you're supposed to do do what you're supposed to do and i think it's a shame if we do not sign this petition and lend our voice in saying get back in there because the u.s pulls the most weight in the UN. They pull more weight than anybody else. And not that this country has ever done anything for us, but it's time for us to call in our Black American chips and say, listen, get in there and do what it is that you're supposed to do. And the thing about it is once they hit a certain number on change.org, the Congress has to make a formal response to what we do. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's some point where people were trying to get Justin Bieber out of the States and we hit that critical number and they had to be like, oh, God. we got to keep Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Biebs. 
I got the fever. (laughs) The final thing references a GoFundMe campaign out of the UK. Now, let me just say this, because there's several donation links here. And first of all, it's not, I, I realize that everyone may not be comfortable with donating because like this GoFundMe campaign, I don't know much about that. And not, so I am not telling you to donate to that, but we've all heard of UNICEF and UNICEF has been around for ages and we know that they are legit and we've all heard of Save the Children. We've all seen the commercials with Save the Children. So we know they've been around. Also, you can look up these charitable organizations and they have like a, a report card. And they'll tell you like how much of their proceeds are going to like run their operational cost and then how much are actually going to the people on the ground. But you don't even have to give money. Everybody didn't have money to give. That's fine. You can go to change.org. Now let me go and warn you. When you go shit out of you. I mean, you know, but hey, it's worth it. And you can always unsubscribe. I have unsubscribed to their emails. I don't know how many times because every time I sign a new position, like I get back on the list. (laughs) But it costs nothing for you to sign that petition. It costs nothing for you to contact your congressman. It costs nothing for you to take this article out of our show notes and retweet it, repost it on Facebook posted on Instagram. I've already retweeted it once, but I'm going to retweet it again. It takes nothing for you to do that. These are ways that we can help. And situations like this for me tend to make me feel helpless. And so when it's something, even if it's small, if it's something that I can do, it helps me not feel so powerless in these type of situations. Yes. Um. So we're definitely going to tweet it out on our twitter uh pld pod and then we'll definitely share it in the episode notes so share the way you can um yeah so we're gonna move on to our poor life decision woo 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 (laughs) let's talk about stress baby <laughs> we have so many show topics about dealing with stress because that shit is real. Okay. <laughs> so I think but I will start to say that I love the name of the girl. I love people with two last names, but um, the name of the girl who wrote this, her name is L'Oreal Thompson Payton. <laughs> you know, I didn't even pay attention to her name. Huh? I didn't even pay attention to her name. I also looked at the picture. She's us. <laughs> well, I love the name L'Oreal. Like, <laughs> the only L'Oreal I know is the rapper L'Oreal, but I love her too. <laughs> but we, you all know, you've heard us talk about her before. You know we love Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. AOC. AOC. <laughs> we just love her. We think she's great. And she has this method for dealing with stress. So we're going to talk about the AOC stress strategy. Mm-hmm. So no matter your politics, no matter what side of the aisle you fall on, but you're listening to us. <laughs> 
we can all agree that it is stressful as fuck to be alive right now, let alone serving in Congress. So in a recent Instagram story, the first term New York representative disclosed her strategy for navigating stress with these three questions. What is this really about? Is this truly important in the larger scheme of things? Do I have the power to change this? Will doing more make it worse? Or do I just need to write it out? That long, that last question was long and it was actually like three questions in one, but you get it. <laughs> so one thing I did like was like, she's like, I do not stay stress-free. I'm stressed pretty much every day. Yes, <laughs> yes. But what I am able to do is those three questions. <laughs> and... I, I really thought you were about to bring up her skincare routine. <laughs> Wait, did we get that too? <laughs> and the, well, I, I wasn't going to talk about it because it's not in the article. But on the article, they post a screenshot of her Insta story. And yeah. the girl who asked a question in the Insta story asked her, you know, how do you stay stress-free? And also, what's your skincare routine? <laughs> so no. she dived a little in her answer. She talked a little bit about her skincare routine. <laughs> uh, as an aside, I went to brunch yesterday with a bunch of Nigerians. And these Nigerian men had the clearest skin. I was so oh. I was like, why the fuck is your skin so clear? <laughs> Because all they do is stress us out and give us pimples, but right. <laughs> they skin perfect. Uh, uh. <laughs> so the author states that she put AOC's methods to the test. Um, she was drowning in work emails and side hustle emails. So she put this method to the test when it came to dealing with her emails. Okay. So she was feeling a certain way about having her emails pile up after a midweek sick day due to a stomach bug. I know it, girl. Mm -hmm. And to get to the origin of her stress, she asked herself, what is this really about? So that's our first question that we ask. Okay, what is this really about? And then she mentioned that, you know, she's a people pleaser and she felt like she was afraid that people would be upset with her and dislike her because of her longer than normal response time. But when she really delved down, what she really realized was, and I quote, I sometimes feel like I can't afford any missteps for fear of being caught slipping. Mm. Let the church say it. I feel like, especially as a black woman, that hit me in my chest so hard. Like I told you, it goes back to the whole like group project in college thing. Because yeah. a, a lot of times you were that one black person in college, and I'm like, I don't want y'all to think that I'm slipping, so I do too much. <laughs> see i wasn't like that with group projects even though i was and i was the only black person because i was the only black person in my whole cohort um <laughs> but i i'm so type a that i just take over because i want to do it and i want to make sure it's done right so I, i'm kind of i don't i didn't worry about anybody mm -hmm. i it's like i excel in academia so i don't worry about anybody second guessing me there. Mm -hmm. But at work, I do fall into that. It's, I mean, we've talked, we've mentioned, you know, imposter syndrome several times. And it feels like 
shit, a lot of days I feel like I'm winging it. And then it feels like one of these days I'm going to get caught winging it when really I know what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) I mean, that's like at work. I don't feel like that. A lot of people think that I don't know what I'm doing, but I know what I'm doing. But oddly enough in like freelancing. So like even designing stuff, every single time I give people logo options, I'm like, what if they hate it? (laughs) Like, what if they think that I don't have any skills (laughs) and so like it's in my like personal professional life where I have more of the doubts and the imposter syndrome than in like my actual work life I was gonna say I think this is an issue that like our parents still deal with because Mm -hmm. my parents you know like internet was just you know becoming a thing and so now I believe companies have way too much accessibility to us that they didn't have in the past yeah and so like my parents went on vacation and they didn't have to worry about anybody contacting them yeah we're checking our emails (laughs) we're like we're just way too accessible to these people and i try to work towards like i don't put my work email on my phone nobody can contact me when i leave yeah (laughs) mine mine is on my phone but i turned the notifications off and the only reason why it is on my phone is because sometimes i'm in a meeting and i need to pull something up and so that's the only reason why i kept it on there but to your point even when we take those steps and Mm -hmm. say okay i'm not going to be that as accessible because i am on vacation i need a break then people are like, why didn't, well, I sent you an email. Why didn't you respond to the email? Why didn't you get the email? Did you get the email? I sent an email, respond to the email. And it's like, oh my God, damn. <laughs> like, yeah. So, but I really felt like it would resonate that statement that she made about feeling like she can't, she can't afford any missteps because she, yeah. that fear of being caught slipping. And I feel that that is something that a lot of us, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I'm, well, matter of fact, I know I'm not, so never mind. But I think that for a lot of us, <laughs> I don't know the best way to write this, who were raised by very strict Black parents or raised by parents who knew what was at stake. And I mentioned this before, like I was constantly told, like, you better not let them white kids outdo you. You better not let one of them raise their hand before you. You better answer the question right before they do. Like, it's just something that's ingrained. And so I felt like that would be something that really hit home for a lot of us. She, She closes out this section with saying, when we interrogate the origin of our stress, it forces us to take a step back and think critically before reacting. When you do this, you may be surprised to find that what you're freaking out about is related to another unrelated incident altogether or a deep rooted fear that is heightened due to your current stressor. So just take some time and say, what is this really about? Now, the next question, is this truly important in the larger scheme of things? Short answer, no. Doyen, tell me what you think. (laughs) Because I feel like you're going to be like me, like, well, it depends. (laughs) Honestly, I'm kind of closer with her. I'm not a doctor. I do social media advertising. And so (laughs) if you don't hear from me, and then 24 hours, if you don't hear from me over the weekend, you'll be fine. It's nothing's going to die. <laughs> so, okay. 
So nothing's going to die. But yeah. I guess for me, the way I'm looking at it is, so I've never really said what I do, but I do work like in the government. Mm-hmm. And there are things that have to be done. For instance, uh, so for instance, there's this certain notification that when I get it, I have to respond with all of their information that they need. And it's a 24 hour turnaround that they have to have. And, mm. and what I have to give them back is not something that's difficult. Like, I mean, it's just yeah. literally pulling it up on my computer and then forwarding it to them. But if that doesn't happen, that's a write-up and that's a write-up from the, from the state department, from like the state government. So, like, that's really something you don't really want to deal with, you know? And then, two, there are things that if I don't have it done by this certain deadline or I don't get this in in a certain, you know, amount of time, then it will affect services that are provided to people in need. So it's like, mm, it does make a difference. It is important. But again, that's like, it depends because some things, like, you, like this woman who been texting me for the last few days about some damn files that I don't give a fuck about. And I do give a fuck because mind you, I'm on a timeline and the shit has to be done, but mm. not at the top of my priority list right now. And it's like, if I don't talk to her, if I don't get back with her and say, yes, do X, Y, Z, whatever, it's going to be okay. Even mm-hmm. if I, this is a, this is a point where even if my timeline runs out, I can always do an extension. So it's okay. So on this one, I just felt like it kind of depends, but I do think it's worth exploring that. And I do think that most of the time stuff that's pressing us, be it work or personal, most of the time, the short answer is no, it's not, the world is not going to stop. The world's not going to stop for any of it, but you know. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I think my, like, obsession with doing things right has caused me to sacrifice my mental health and my Mm -hmm. happiness Mm -hmm. to get things right when people are just not going to be happy with what, what I did, whichever way. So I think it is important for me to realize that it's not that important in the larger things, scheme Mm -hmm. of things. I don't, you know... If I lose a client, it doesn't matter to me because I'm not being commissioned on that client. (laughs) So it just doesn't really matter. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, there's other people being commissioned, but it's not me. (laughs) So, you know, and that's what it is. That's what she says. She says more often than not, the everyday scenarios that stress us out are not a matter of of life and death. Perspective is everything. Everything. So, that is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, the clinical psychologist, or sorry, clinical psychology professor, Dr. Robert L. Leahy, put it this way. We are often hijacked by our overreaction in the present moment, and then we forget about it the next day. If you see your intense feelings disappear with time, then give it time and be patient, and this too will pass. So it's like he doesn't understand like secondhand embarrassment <laughs> and how long it lasts. 
Okay, you could have yelled at me in fifth grade, and I'm still embarrassed. I will play it back in my head, (laughs) especially in the shower. I will practice on things I should have said. (laughs) But he, yeah, I I understand what he's saying, but no, I that overreaction stays. (laughs) It sure does. So her final question, which again is more like three questions: Do I have the power to change this? Will doing more make it worse or do I just need to ride it out? So the author talked about steps she could take to better manage her inbox. And we've mentioned this before, but I know for me, when I'm stressed, when something is making me feel like I can't get things done. Just me taking a step to say, this is how I can make it better makes me mm-hmm. feel better. So when I'm over, like I was overwhelmed today and then I realized that I actually didn't do a good, well, it's not a realize. I know I didn't do it. I didn't do a good job of like doing my planner this morning. And that's like mm-hmm. the first the first 30 minutes when I get to work is for me to check my calendar and get my planner and calendar in sync and get all that lined up for the day. And so I was getting so confused and, you know, topsy-turvy, stop, go to my planner, write out everything that I need, do by whatever date, write it all down there. That made me feel better. So it's like doing something make me feel better if I can do something about my situation. Yeah, I um just in general I uh resonated with the inbox thing. So I am the type where like I see somebody else's phone with a whole bunch of notifications and it stresses me out. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> and um there's a lot of times where like you know, I, I say I have a very, like, functional depression, so I still make it through. I go to work, and I'm fine, but, like, let me have 200 unready emails. <laughs> that stresses me out, because yeah. I'm just, like, I don't like having all those notifications. Yeah. And so, I mean, I like that she says um, unsubscribing from emails. I still have a lot of FOMO, so I don't unsubscribe, but there's a lot of emails where I'm, like, I don't even remember why I signed up for this. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I think that last set of questions really resonated with me because it is a lot of times, you know, something doesn't mesh with my, my soul, my heart. And I'm like, can I change this? Is this person willing to care about my feelings and change it? or mm-hmm. Do I just have to write it out? And I I do try to align my expectations with each situation because and then they yeah, inbox anxiety is is real for me. Like it is. don't give me too many emails. It stresses me out. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it's like some days I'm like, well, you just don't feel like I don't like even today. I think I had to clear out a lot of emails because I was like, I don't feel like dealing with all these emails on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to like clear them out when I have a chance. And now I'm at zero, but I didn't do it every single day. And the thing is, I just 
sign up for too much shit so i could get easily 200 emails a day so do you <laughs> feel the need to like go through and read them all or will you just do a mass delete because i will do a mass delete in a heartbeat yeah, not, not with my work like, email but with yeah. like yeah, other emails yeah. yeah i do a lot of archiving and deleting it's like a like swipe to delete but it's just like literally if i don't touch my email in two days i'll have like two three hundred emails unread. yeah 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 it's crazy it's crazy (laughs) so she ends this piece the author ends this piece with saying you have more control over your reaction to stress than you think the important thing is to not let it get the best of you and when you feel yourself getting defeated just think what would aoc do (sighs) agreed yeah so I feel like this is something really easy that we can use every day when we feel ourselves getting a bit stressed. And honestly, it's something that we've like, this is giving us more uh, specific, but we've talked about before using self-talk and once again, this is a way to pull yourself back, pull yourself back to the present and just say, okay, you know, ask yourself those three questions. What is this really about? Is this truly important in the larger scheme of things? And do I have the power to change this or to impact this in some way? Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have. (laughs) So we're going to move along to our favorite part of the pod. I don't know why Chris is always like Doyen's favorite part of the pot because it's our favorite part of the pot. Sorry, <laughs> the buy you a drink. Wait, no, no, no. How do you think it's my favorite part? It's our favorite part. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Because I said it's our favorite. Part. Okay, I'm Anyways. on board. I'll follow okay, the record. Buy you a drink. <laughs> no, you gotta say it right. To buy you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> You're so full of shit. <laughs> every day. Every day. That's how I show my love. Okay. So I have a drink to buy. Okay. Okay. I have a drink to buy for food. Because <laughs> we are almost on the same wavelength again. Okay. So today I just... I've been trying to, um, okay, so last week I got a new insulin pump with a 24-7 insulin (laughs) blood sugar, like, meter thing. So I'm, like, I'm realizing, like, the impact that, like, food has on my blood sugars and I'm trying to, like, stay chill. So today I had an unwitch for lunch, even though I wanted a Frenchie, but it's 72 grams of carbs. Uh, a Frenchie <laughs> sounds so good uh, right now. Yeah. So, like, I was real sad. But, like, <laughs> I just want to buy a drink for food because it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I like food. <laughs> well, I'm going to sort of stay in the same realm. I'm going to buy a drink for water. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> because my face has been doing the food. And in all honesty, I 
I have been eating like trash lately. Actually, well, I have been eating like trash, but also I've been not eating, which is a problem of mine. Like anytime yeah. I and you're eating it overeating. Anytime I lose weight, it's because I'm actually making myself eat. Like yeah. I'm really bad about eating a huge lunch and then nothing else. <laughs> Maybe some cereal or popcorn and wine. Popcorn and wine is my all-time classic favorite dinner. Mm, the Olivia Pope. <laughs> the Olivia Pope, okay? <laughs> but my face is really just like, you know what? I'm sick of your shit. And mm. it's just really gone crazy. And most of the time, like, all of my bad habits, I can mm-hmm. kind of, like, counteract them with a really good skincare routine. But also, most of the time, I do drink more water than I've been drinking lately. But lately I've just been like, mm, like <laughs> so, water. so this is a little TMI, but <laughs> you know, like if I go to the bathroom, I'm like, oh my pee's kind of yellow. Let me drink because <laughs> I hate for my pee to be yellow. I'm sorry. I hate for it to be yellow. I hate it. And so I will that that is my cue. Okay, girl, you need some water. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like I'll drink enough water to have like, you know, slightly tinted urine clear slightly tinted <laughs> urine, and then i'm like okay i'm good and then i go back to just fucking off but yeah, yeah so i i started back drinking and i don't even do that like gallons of water like people do just drink some damn water you know what i mean right. so i started back just drinking water i drank water i drank water with my food last night which i have got acquired to doing um, I did drink a Dr. Pepper with lunch today, but that's because I was sleepy as shit. And then I, uh, but I drank water all the rest of the day, other than my coffee, but I drank water all the rest of the day. And I've been peeing every 20 minutes. I really <laughs> in the middle of the show. So I'm That's just, why you're rocking, huh? Yeah, it really is why I'm rocking. So I'm just, I just want to give water her propers. Because, okay, I'm sorry. I give in. You win. Leave my face alone. (laughs) You know, right. Like, we gotta be adults. Enough is enough. So, So you made it through another episode of Poor Life Decision. (laughs) Please just talk to us on, um, you know, the social media. So, we're on Instagram as Poor Life Decision. We are on Twitter as PLD Pod. Um, Chris talks about all the popular shows. I talk about <laughs> random shows because that's what I do. <laughs> um, I didn't get to we- talk about Big Little Lies uh, last night because I was watching it and on the phone with uh, my mom at the same time. But don't worry, I'm going to rewatch because I missed a lot. But I also got some great moments with Meryl and I'll said it once. I'll say it again. Give her her <laughs> shit. Go ahead and put her name on the Emmy because she deserves it. Okay. I'm way behind on that. <laughs> you know. Um uh, check us out on iTunes. Just leave us a review. We're gonna start reading our reviews out on yes. the podcast. And yes. we love to be mentioned on a podcast. I just know it. Yes. Um <laughs> I we... I literally have left reviews on other podcasts that do that just so I can hear them call me out. Okay. So we're definitely going to add it to the beginning of the episode, just so people hear us talking about them. Um, 
We are also on Etsy as Poor Life Decision. Check out our BDE shirt. It's good for cookouts, brunch, yes. and other bullshit for the summer. Yes. <laughs> we also have an awesome mug that may contain alcohol. <laughs> Definitely contains alcohol. <laughs> but, uh, check us yeah, out. So check us out. Talk to us. We love hearing from you and just, you know, talking about stuff. Yes. Uh, we're from the South, so we talk a lot. <laughs> we make friends. <laughs> Um, so yeah, drink some water, um, call your mom, uh, 4th of July is coming, so drink extra water. Yes. Uh, oh, gin teeth is this week, so. Freedom, let freedom ring. Freedom, freedom, <laughs> I can't move. Freedom, freedom, I can't move. Hey, hey, hey. Beyonce freedoms. Because <laughs> I break chains or by myself. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. And then eat a vegetable and bye. We love you. Bye. bye, bye. See you next week. Bye. Look, I just flipped the switch. Flip, flip. I don't know nobody else that's doing this. Body start to drop, ayy. They wanna know me since I hit the top. Hey, this a rolling, not a stop. Watch shit don't never stop. This the flow that got the block hot shit.